Welcome to a very special episode of Strange Phenomena, the music of Kate Bush. This week is the first of several episodes, I'm sure, that I will be doing throughout the multi-year run of this big project that I set myself up for. This week we're not going to be talking about a song, and I'm not going to be sitting down with a fan and talking to them about what Kate's music means to them. Instead, this is going to be a special kind of episode that I'm going to call Let the Weirdness In. So what is Let the Weirdness In? Basically, this is the Corrections and Fan Thoughts episode. I've been doing this project now for a little over a year. I'm recording this in November 2018. However, this is going out in early January 2019. By the way, Happy New Year 2019, since you all will be listening to this in the early part of the year. Well, over the year that I've been working on this project, I've gotten various fan thoughts and corrections to make from other episodes. Oopsies! Made some oopsies. But most of these are thoughts that you guys have sent in, and I thought it would be really fun to do an episode all about what you guys have said. We're going to start first with the album The Kick Inside and the very first song and the very first song episode, Moving. By the way, it feels like ages since I recorded that episode. I recorded it, uh, still was feeling kind of nervous about, okay, I uh, got a mic, I'm kind of nervous. Ah! And now I feel pretty confident talking in front of the mic here. It's like, oh, I, I'm talking to myself, except I'm being recorded. So speaking of moving, so in that episode, I had played a version in Mandarin by a singer named Valen Husu. That was back when I was looking at cover versions of Kate's songs and I haven't really been doing that lately but I had included that one because I thought that it sounded really really pretty and I had been wondering in the episode about whether the lyrics were a direct translation of what Kate was singing or if it was like the song My Way and Come Debbie Tude i.e. uses the same melody but completely different lyrics. Turns out that is the case so that Mandarin version of moving that I played in the very first episode. I got an email from a Chinese fan whose name I cannot remember. I forgot to write down his name and I can't find an email anymore for some reason. He said that the lyrics are just a generic love song. So there you go. <laughs> then also another thing about moving. This is from Tomer Fainer, who I'm actually going to get to talk with for several episodes in the dreaming season coming up. He says, quote, one random tidbit I noticed. Both Moving and Kashka from Bad Dead are mostly in D minor. Have the title of the song at the very start of the lyrics, and the first two notes are both D. Then a swoop up to a D an octave higher. Moving. Kashka. Just something I noticed. And indeed, after he said that, I went, oh my gosh, he's right. And here you can hear it for yourself. Now on to Wuthering Heights. So in the Wuthering Heights episode, I had been wondering where exactly the red dress video was filmed. The white dress version, of course, was filmed on a studio, but there's always been speculation as to where the 1978 red dress video was filmed. Um, it was thought to have been filmed in Surrey or even Germany or Holland. 
but actually a fan contacted the director, Nick Abson, who revealed, quote, it was the artillery range at Salisbury Plain. We couldn't do better as we only had the morning due to filming If It Ain't Stiff, It Ain't Worth a Fuck. Referring to an Elvis Costello video he was also shooting. And there will be a link in the show notes to the page on katebushnews.com that talks extensively about where this was all filmed. Um, the location was called Baden's Clump near Sidbury Hill, close to the town of Titworth in Wilshire. And it also includes the exact latitude and longitude, longitude coordinates of where Kate was standing for most of the video. However, do note that if you do intend to go out to this site, that it is located on UK Ministry of Defense lands. And even though it's on a public road, there are signs for you to avoid touching anything like military debris that you happen to see on the ground. So just be careful with that. But a link for that is going to be in the show notes. And you can see where the fan, like she has actually pictures of her standing right where Kate was in the very iconic Wuthering Heights red dress version. Now, moving on to Lionheart. So, in for the some of the Lionheart songs, I got a message from Craig Houston, who's a longtime fan from Ohio, and he sent me a Facebook message with just random thoughts. He said, quote, random thoughts are just rolling through my head at the moment. And one of them was about Kashka from Baghdad. He says, Kashka was no longer living in Baghdad by then. He was living in London. If he was still living in Baghdad, you wouldn't say from Baghdad. You'd just call him Kashka or she would sing Kashka in Baghdad or something. Just like I'm sure no one around your own town calls you Cecily from Virginia Beach, it's only when you come from somewhere else that people do that. In the UK in the late 70s, there was a lot of immigration from the Middle East, India, and Pakistan. It was a huge cultural shift and assimilation was often not easy. Reference the movie My Beautiful Laundrette or book and or movie Buddha of Suburbia for a glimpse. So, little thing there from Craig Houston. Going to Hammer Horror. In Hammer Horror, I had been wondering about the effect that was used on Kate. You might recall in the video that it looks like multiples of her as she's moving. And me and Zoe were both wondering about what effect that is. And this is from Tomer Fainer. He says, he tried it with some footage that was lying around. He says, I think the video effect in question, or at least a certain variation of it, is best known right now, at least, as Echo. As I use After Effects in IRC, there's a built-in way to do this automatically, and it's called that, but I'm not sure there's any official term for it. Tried it with some footage that was lying around, and it turns out I was right. With some tweaking, I managed to get an effect that looked very, very similar to the Hammer Horror one, unquote. So that's what the effect is called. It's called an echo effect. There were all the multiples of her. Now going to Never Forever. Now in Never Forever, we got a lot of different fan thoughts and corrections here. For the song Violin, I got some stuff from the aforementioned Craig Houston, as well as another fan named Jenny Buxton. Jenny Buxton says, quote, in violin, old Nick is a term used for the devil, who, as we all know, has the best tunes. Satan is often depicted with a fiddle. And then Craig Houston says, I was listening to the violin episode at lunchtime. Old Nick Nicky is the devil. Watch the old movie The Devil and Daniel Webster this Halloween season. You won't regret it. He's also known as Old Scratch. I have not watched that movie yet, but I have heard of it, and I've added it to the Netflix queue, so hopefully it'll be there soon. 
Now for Army Dreamers. Got a lot of cool stuff here about Army Dreamers. This is from Sean Toomey. And if that name sounds familiar, well, that's because he is the webmaster for capebushnews.com. By the way, I got to speak with him a couple weeks ago all about how he started capebushnews.com and his history with Kate's music. And that will be part of an episode that will be coming out later. In fact, that reminds me of something that I'm going to get to at the end of the episode. But Sean says, quote, in Army Dreamers, the abbreviation BFPO can actually stand for two separate but similar things, British Forces Post Office and British Forces Posted Overseas. It is the latter definition that I believe fits the sense of the lyrics from BFPO, the young soldier having been killed abroad and repatriated for his burial at home. I noticed that Wikipedia states it refers to the former, but that subjective definition change was made four years ago and never changed back. The idea of a mother receiving a letter informing her of a son's death is certainly one we've seen many times in war films set in the early part of the 20th century. But my feeling is the mention of could have been a rock star meant that Kate saw it as a more contemporary setting for the sad overseas death of this particular army dreamer. So that's about army dreamers. Now, there's a really cool thing that Sean wrote to me about in regards to Blow Away and Night Scented Stock. He says, quote, I'd also love to hear your take on a startling YouTube clip which compares the melodic structure of Blow Away with that of Night Scented Stock. After decades of listening to the Never Forever album, suddenly convinced me that the two pieces are related musically, if not cut from the same cloth. Some might guess that Kate excised extra backing vocals from Blow Away and instead used them as a new piece on the side B of the record, both tracks forming a midpoint on their respective side of the album. This new musical link between the two tracks is, in my head anyway, reinforced by the image of the bat and dove on the inner gatefold sleeve of the album, the black and white thoughts Kate described in the fan club newsletter, bursting through the album artwork, literally from one side to another. Anyway, see what you think. The two tracks are now a pair in my mind, as well as having their own separate lives on the record. And now here is where you can hear for yourself what Sean is talking about. As soon as I heard this, I thought, oh my gosh, this makes total sense. I love it. And it works so, so well. And as beautiful as those vocals would have been from Night Sunnet Stock over Blow Away, I think it in hindsight, it might might have been a little bit too much, and I agree that probably she just felt it was too much, and so she went, okay, this sounds really cool on its own. I'm going to make it its own track. And now here you can decide for yourself. Here is the clip of what Sean was talking about. Oh, oh. 
like the voices of angels love it oh anyway so a couple more songs here to add some fan thoughts and corrections to this one is also from craig houston and this is about the wedding list he says quote like when she says wellios for wellingtons and kite shiruti is just a play on shirut you were on the right path it's just a type of cigar eh, da, 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 da. this is now last one we're going to talk about here is breathing this is from Tomer Fainer, and it is in regards to the electric piano version that Kate performed of Breathing at Comic Relief in 1986. He says, on the podcast when you were comparing the studio version of Breathing and the live version Kate performed in 1986, what I was actually reminded of was the Peter Gabriel song, Here Comes the Flood, which is similarly apocalyptic in its subject matter and feel, and its original studio version, which ended up on his first solo album, had similar production to Breathing, but later Peter would feel this version of the song was overproduced, and from then on, all live versions of the song, like the one from the Kate Bush Christmas special, and all versions of it in general would be just him on a piano. Incidentally, many times this being an electric piano very much like the one Kate performed the live version of Breathing on. Also, on the episode, you, Chris, and Zoe discussed why the electric piano on the studio version of Breathing sounded so different than the one in the live version. I think the latter one was an electric grand piano, which is more like a regular piano just with pickup mics, compared to the normal kind of electric piano, which actually has the hammers hit some metallic tines, rods, or tuning forks from which the electrical signal is already generated. So it isn't your regular electric piano. Da, 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 da. There you go. So keep sending in your messages and thoughts and all that. I love hearing from people who are enjoying this multi-year project that I've definitely set myself up for. 
<laughs> I think I've planned this now out to about 2022 or 2023 or something like that. And who knows, maybe in the meantime, our wonderful Kate will release a new album. We shall see. Last thing I wanted to mention is that Strange Phenomena now has a Patreon. So Patreon, okay, what's that? Patreon basically is a website you go to if you're a creator, whether you make music or in my case, if you're a podcaster, basically anybody who creates and if they want to give those who like what they're doing, if they like to give them extra special content for helping out financially every month or even every project, you can set up a Patreon. A lot of the podcasts that I listen to have Patreons. Um, one of my favorites, Good Christian Fun, they have a special Patreon you help out per month. And with them, and like with this show, you get a more kind of behind the scenes special feed that's just for subscribers. The song episodes are always going to be free, no matter what. But if you would like to help out the show and get extra content, you can go to my Patreon at patreon.com slash Kate Bush podcast. As of this recording, I now have three patrons. So yay. And what's the extra special content you're going to get? Well, you will get a mention on the KB cast website. I have a West section now that's for Patreon supporters. So you get your name up there. Also, I will do a tweet with a, men with a mention of you and whatever you would like that tweet to say. You will also get read-only access to my show notes. <laughs> and if you go for the $5 level and up, you will get something called Deeper Understanding. Deeper Understanding is more general Kate chat. This is the feed where I don't focus on just one song instead it's okay we're gonna do a skype call and we're gonna talk about what her music means to you or within that a particular part of her fandom like what it was like to be a kate fan before the internet have you met kate have you been to before the dawn were you there for the tour of life in 1979 just more general kate chat rather than focusing on one particular song that's going to go out just to Patreon supporters. So, and that's going to be for the $5 level and up. And I'm super excited about that. I'm actually going to be putting out the first Deeper Understanding episode on Monday, January 7th. And in that one, I get to sit down with the KateBushNews.com webmaster, Sean Toomey. I sat down with him, or rather not really sat down exactly, but you know what I mean. We got to talk in late September, early October of 2018. And I knew immediately, okay, I want to have him be my first episode for deeper understanding. Now that's only going to be for subscribers for the $5 level and up. And any little bit counts. I enjoy doing this show. And I know that a lot of people out there, I like to offer extra content, especially if you want to help out. So again, the link to my Patreon page is patreon.com slash Kate Bush podcast. And that's also going to be linked in the description here for this episode. So that concludes the first of my fan mailbag episodes, Let the Weirdness In. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show, for retweeting, for sharing, and just for, for sending in your thoughts about your favorite songs, doing little corrections, and just, just hearing from people. This is 
part why I wanted to, and I've said this many times before in various episodes, that part of what I like about doing the show is just connecting with other Kate fans and giving them a really cool venue to talk about her music and what it means to them and going through song by song. And all this to say, again, thank you so much for listening and sharing and being a part of the show. I really, really love hearing from fans. Love it, love it, love it. And make sure if you want to contact me, you can contact me twitter.com slash strangekatecast. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash katebushpodcast and on my official website, kbcast.linkmedia.com. You can also email me, kbcast at linkmedia.com. And all those links have an E in them. I married a link with an E. There you go. There you go. So thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. And I will see everybody next time. And there are going to be a couple of other little episodes coming out this month. And well, we'll see what happens with those. I think you all will really enjoy them. See everybody next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.